Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. My website is jasonnewland.com where you can listen to my recordings on there. This podcast is available on pretty much all podcast hosts, uh, Spotify, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, you name it, it's all over the place. So wherever you listen, so if you're listening on a podcast host that perhaps you would rather not listen on you can very likely find me on the podcast host that you use regularly like Spotify for example huh. that was boring that was a really that was a good boring start for a really boring recording yes so I'm up here it is what time is it it I can say it's hundred percent but that's the amount of battery it's 3.25 p.m. on Tuesday the 12th of September 2023. Oh, blimey. <laughs> We're getting on to the middle of September already. Wow. Uh, Vinny's under the desk chewing away at a bone. His best mate is on the floor asleep. Because I'm looking after him while his daddy's had to go away and do something. So they're both happy together. That's a dog that went missing um, for about two weeks or three weeks. And eventually found out where he was. It was at RSPCA or something. And he's come home. And Vinny was pining for for about a week, maybe two weeks for him. And now he's he's happy he's back. Yeah, it was weird. That's, that was very upsetting for me seeing Vinny like that because he was literally he was sitting by the front door or sitting in a hallway or just hiding in a corner somewhere. And he doesn't do that. You know, he did that a bit when he first moved here because he didn't, he didn't, I guess he didn't want to be here. He wanted to be with his mum, who literally <laughs> lives across the road. So that's, that's where he was before he came here, Vinny. So he wanted to be over there. He knew where she was. I mean, he could probably smell her from here because, I'm not saying she's smelly, I'm saying that because of their smell. It's really good, so he could probably sense when she was at home and not. I, I don't know if that's true. Um, could you make any more noise? Blimey. So, yeah, he's, he's happier now. There's now another dog. My friend's got another dog who's like a year old version of the one he's already got. It's constant 
full of energy. But before it came here, she was in a cage pretty much all the time. So I didn't have any freedom. So now she's got the freedom. I mean, she didn't have the freedom of, of, of the house, you know, never mind just like in a cage. I'm not quite sure what the situation was. So, and she's so, she is so full on, like jumping and running around and like constant. Uh, but someone pointed out to me that she will calm down. So she can't, she can't be with Finney at the moment because she will literally, by accident, possibly hurt him. Because she's a big dog and she might, well, she will jump on him and she might hurt him. You know, he's, he's only little. Like the other dog, I'm not saying their names, but the other dog, let's call him L and the other one's C. The other dog, the big one that he's best friends with. He could crush him, he could crush Vinny if he wanted to, but he doesn't. He's very gentle with Vinny. Very, very calm and very protective over him. Like, like almost like he's taking him on as his own son. And I had to tell him that he's my son, he's not your son, he's my son. And Vinny said, uh, no, you're not my dad, he's my dad. Not to me he said that. So he, he wants the dog to be his dad. He's very rude. I said, what does he do for you? Does he feed you? Do you get to sleep in his bed? He said, I think you find it's my bed. So, yeah, I suppose. I now share his bed. He, you know, originally he shared my bed. Now I share his bed. He came to live in my home. Now I'm living in his home. I'm his lodger. Isn't it weird how such a tiny little dog can be so domineering? Uh, another thing that happened today was... Oh, yeah, we was... Um, we were just going for a walk. I didn't don't even know why he wanted to go out. Because it hadn't been long since we'd been out. And there's quite a few dog walkers. And they were kind of congregating asking each other is that dog yours is that dog yours because there was one dog off the lead but it, the dog was that's a boy or girl I don't know was running around I just figured it was with the people that were over the upper edge of the field but it wasn't it was like a, a, a runaway or lost or something so we were trying to catch catch this dog one of the ladies, there, there's men there as well, but one of the people went home and got another collar, another lead, to try and put it onto this dog, and we couldn't catch it. Um, eventually, the dog was so distracted by what was in front of it, I managed to grab hold of him or her from behind, and gently and just held him, and the lady put the lead on him, and then they... Someone said they thought they knew who who was the owner, so they went off and to take him over there. But there was about six or seven dog owners all together. And I really felt the odd one out. <laughs> I don't know why. I 
felt like, you know, I'm not part of this group. Strange. It was this this one woman that never speaks to me. It's all like she says hello and that was it. And she was so chatty to the other people. And I'm like, wow. I'm glad she's not chatty with me. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't think that. I just thought, why? Why is she, why is she like that with her and them? Then last night, walking him in the park, meet up with one of our friends. He's got his best friends called Archie. Out of, I mean, his best friends over there, but his best friend, as far as that he can run around with, there's two dogs. One of them's called Archie, and they're both little dogs. And he runs around the field with him, around the park. And they're pretty much the same size. They're not the same kind of dogs, but this, the other one's white and fluffy, like a little sheep. And they love each other. Like proper cuddling and dancing and wrestling and kissing. And at one point, it looked like he was trying to hump him. Oh, the Archie was trying to hump him. But hey, so what? I don't mind. Doesn't affect me. Um, didn't seem happy. And it was, it was, it was really nice to see it. But anyway, we were walking. And this huge man started walking towards us. And he kept looking back and saying, there, is that him? Is that him? And there was a lady behind him, but probably about a hundred yards away. And I'm like, what's going on here? Is that him? I don't know if she was pointing at me. Yeah, I think he was pointing at me. And then she said, no, no, he's further up. Mm. And uh, basically, I asked him if he was all right. And she said, oh, um, someone had just had a go at his wife for letting the dog do a poo on, her, on the bloke's garden and called her a name or something, that he, so he wasn't happy. But she wouldn't, come any, she wouldn't come with him. She stayed right over the other side of the field. And he kept saying, is this a place? Like, there was a big distance between them. He was shouting to her, is this the house? Yeah. I could, I could just about hear what she was saying. Like, come, come, come as well. But she didn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, she didn't want to come over. And he was a big, big bloke. Big, strong-looking man. And so he went round and he knocked on the door. Or he started telling the bloke off. And that was the most... Shush, mate. You're up here, you got your best friend there. Why are you hassling me just because I'm making a podcast? Why are you hassling me? You don't have to hassle me, do you? Just behave. Be good. Just be thankful you've got your, you've got your friend back after all that time when you were miserable. Now you've got him back. Don't shake your head at me. Don't rattle your chain at me. Away with you. Away with you. That's it. Blow with each other. Logie. Come on. Blow, blow with Vinny. Blow with Vinny. That's it. Distract him. No, it's not stopping him. He's now hassling me. I think he wants to go in the garden. You want to go in the garden? Oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear. 
Well, I just took Vinny out into the garden. Because he was hassling me. I was thinking, maybe, maybe he needs a toilet. I mean, could be that. Could be. I mean, it's possible. I get out there, I open the back door, and straight away he lunges at a cat. Now, I didn't have the... I've, I'm not, I've got on the lead. Have to have him on the lead because the the block next door that's also got access to the garden, they leave that... They lodge the door open so he can run in there. Uh, so the cats can get in and out. But he goes in there and that's... That's where he used to live, so he always wants to go there and try and get back into her flat. Or go upstairs and chase the cats or something, so... I have to keep him on the lead when we're in the garden. But I didn't have it on the latch, you know, where you stop it from going the full length. And he just ran for it. Luckily I was able to stop it in time, and the cat did run. But he really really was on a mission to what end I'm not sure and the cat ran behind a big tree and just looked looked at him from behind the tree taunting him and he kept trying to get he was literally choking himself trying to get to the cat <laughs> and it's like why why? I don't get it. Why? So there you go. There you go. That's that's him. Uh, what other exciting stories do I have? No, not much else is occurring here at the moment. We had some heat. The last couple of days it's been warm. Today's another nice day. And I think that was the that was the weather forecast, I think. Nice until Tuesday. And now the weather forecast is forecasting potential thunderstorms. Which I'm happy with. I like a nice thunderstorm. It might seem weird, but you know the, the best thunderstorm I ever had, or that I ever that I remember, the, the best thunderstorm that I remember was two. Yeah, two that I actually remember. One was when I was little, and I was living in Newcastle. I was in the children's home and. There was like this bit of ground, it was like a quad or something, like playground, in between the buildings that I lived. And I remember I was having an argument about whether it was thunder or thunder. And I think that was, I don't know why, but there was one per, one kid was saying it's, it's called thunder, and the other was saying it's called thunder. You know, I was only, what, four, something like that. You know, four or five, so it's... 
it's uh, it's at least it's over four years ago, and the next one I remember. Oh no, there was another one. There was another one I remember at it was at an air show. I was at this air show. I think it was an air show. But for some reason, I remember being there just with my dad and my little brother. Which is... an unusual situation. I wonder why that was. I don't know. I think it was an air show. But anyway, we was there. And the weather was atrocious. And it started thundering and lightning. And it was... It wasn't frightening (laughs) at all. It was rainy, really hard rain. And we were trying to, like, shelter under the trees. And it... Proper... Proper storm. Oh, there was another thunderstorm, I remember. Blimey, I forgot about that one. There's another one. Uh, I was in... I was in, not not Dorset, Somerset, Somerset. I was at this thing called Buddhafield. And it's it's almost like a a festival. Well, I guess it is a festival. But aimed at, well, it's called Buddhafield. It's supposed to be aimed at Buddhists, but there's a lot of people that go there to sell their wares and to make money from doing shiatsu and massages and you name it, it's, it's going on. So, but there's, it was really good. I liked it, partly. But the weather, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a proper journey. It was a good six, seven hours drive. And I was there with this, rubbish tent because I was never going to spend money on a nice tent for four days it just didn't you know it's like what's the point and then I regret that when I actually am there trying to sleep in basically just a covering you know, that's, what are you doing, Vinny? Calm down, mate. It was rubbish. It was a rubbish tent anyway. My friend that I went with, she had a little daughter with her. Huge tent. Like proper, the kind of tent that my dad used to have when we used to go camping as a family. Because there was four kids and two adults. And we all had our own room, kind of, you know, space. I think my little brother was, he was a baby, so he slept with them. Or I'm not sure if we just left him in the car. And, <laughs> no, I'm sure we didn't. I would have done, but I'd have left him at home. So was it, you know, is that kind of tent, really big, sophisticated thing? And when we got there, 
she let her daughter run, run away. Like, just like, go on, do what you want. And I thought, doesn't seem like a very good idea. Get the lie of the land first before, and she said, oh no, it's fine, she'd be coming every year. I said, mm, yeah, or to myself, like, yeah, but still. You know, don't know if I'd have done that. Anyway. Basically, that night, it's, I'm not sure it was that night or the next night. Oh yeah, that, that first night, she went missing, the girl. We found her, but she like, she just, and she was like, oh, oh where is she? And she was all, all distraught, like, well, you let her run off <laughs> and do what she wants. I mean, she was about six years old, only little. Um, but they found that, so that was a bit of drama on the first night. The second night, and it was raining, it was a bit wet and damp, then there was a bit of sunshine, and it was quite nice, and then the second night, it was a storm. That wasn't just rain and thunder, it was like torrential. And the winds were really high, like 100 miles an hour winds. So trees were getting blown down, tents were getting blown away. And basically what happened is they they had a like a dangerous warning warning weather warning thing and they came around the tent the the field because it's just a field i think it's about three or four fields where people camped some people had trailers caravans and then the other part of the fields were for the set the stalls you know the setups the things like that where the events were being taken place And it was so windy, so windy. And the, the, I don't know, I don't know what they were called, but people driving around in Jeeps telling everyone that they had to clear out of the field and congregate somewhere safe. so annoying that that sound so annoying so it's annoying and noisy it's annoying it's the only way he shuts up though is if he's got something to chew on apart from when he's asleep although I mean when I'm making a recording that is when I'm not making a recording it's good as gold be quite happy just to sit lay on my legs and just watch TV or lay on the bed or whatever, but as soon as I start talking, I mean, I'm surprised that he, he wants to stay in the same room, listening to me, blimey. So we were cleared out, we were drenched, absolutely drenched, and this is being inside the tent, I was drenched, because you have an idea how, how rubbish the tent was. And I made my way to the field where the 
events were taking place and there was some really sturdy uh, the kind of things that are used for events so they were probably attached to the ground you know they weren't just little tents as big marquees and they were safe or much safer anyway with uh, some kind of foundation I just banged the microphone so I made my way like what they told me to do I made my way to this place and I was soaked through and I remember thinking I got in there and there was a bunch of people completely dry clearly just stayed there they were having a drink or I don't know what they were doing but they were laughing and just completely oblivious to everyone else's suffering and no concern at all and I thought this this is a Buddhist thing and the amount of people that really were just out for themselves not interested in helping anyone else I found very disconcerting maybe considering I mean it wasn't uh, it, it was dangerous it was a dangerous situation but you know more it was just an uncomfortable situation you know being soaking wet and cold and there was I remember lying there completely soaked in this huge tent with eventually loads and loads of people that were soaking wet with me or when I say soaking I, I wet the bed so they, they were dry when they got in there uh, unfortunately but um, that probably added to the, their trauma but I it's like I thought this is a tiny little sense of what it is be like to be a refugee I mean a tiny 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 speck of what it might be like you know to be staying in a tent completely with nothing none of your belongings even though it's only for a short while and all that stuff that's what I'm saying, a tiny, tiny, tiny little speck. And not really knowing what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I just did, didn't... I wasn't hugely impressed with the place after that. Because it was really a case of, well, with, it seemed to be the attitude was with a lot of people, not everyone obviously, but with a lot of people that I, it's my own perception of their attitude is we've paid our money, we've come all the way here, we're going to enjoy it, and we're not going to let anything get in the way of that. Which, in a sense, is a good attitude to have. But what about other people? You know? It's, it, you know, it's like if I was in a restaurant and yeah, I've paid for the meal. I booked the restaurant and I paid for the meal and I've got a nice, you know, table near the window. And then I've got a family of hungry people sitting on chairs outside the window, just staring and drooling and hungry, watching me eat. You know, that would that would affect me emotionally. 
I'd ask to be seated somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'd, I'd want to take food out there. Or at the very least, pull the curtains. But it's, you know, it's, it's like... I thought that, that natural instinct of humanity is just, it just gets triggered within people. That natural wanting to help people. And there's something that people have said to me in the past. They don't understand. Why do I want to help people? Yet I'm not interested in people. It seems to be that there has to be a You need to be interested in each individual person in order to want to help them. And I'm not. And it's... Some people love meeting new people and love to... You know, they're interested and ask questions and want to know everything. And I don't. I don't naturally have that in me. I don't even tell people about myself naturally. I do on the podcast because, well, it's a boring podcast. And what's more boring than my life? My whole life has been one big boring fart. It has. It's been a mix between a, a fart and a yawn, a smelly yawn. So you know, it's. I don't mind that. Although, if I'm honest, <laughs> I'm really honest, as you know. If I, if I was forced to be honest, if I was forced to be honest, I would say, Vinny. Will you shut up? You're making too much noise. That's the first thing I'd say. Uh, secondly, by the way, if you're listening to this and his noise is really disturbing you listening to this, then I will, if I get enough people telling me that, I will get rid of it. No, I won't get rid of it. I'll put him into the bedroom for future recordings. The only reason I allow him to be in it is firstly because he lives here. Secondly, he wants to be in here with me. And I kind of quite like that, that he wants to, because, you know, there was a time when he didn't want to be anywhere near me when we first, when he first moved in. And he's gradually becoming more affectionate over time and calmer as well. He's not lunging himself at people, almost like whenever he saw someone new, like, will you be my new daddy? Will you be my new daddy? Like, he doesn't seem to do that anymore. Even people that he knows, he gets excited, but he doesn't get, like, too excited. It's almost like he's kind of quite content, fairly happy in himself. But if he is being annoying, he annoys me that that noise does annoy me I'll be honest but people have said in the past they like hearing him so you know I'll, I'll just let him it doesn't annoy me like in a big way just it's slightly distracting sometimes especially as he he won't go to the other side of the room and does do it he'll always bring it right to my feet and the only reason he's not right on my feet, leaning on my feet right now, is because the other dog's leaning on my feet. 
The other dog's asleep and he's literally on both of my feet. So Vinny's a few inches away. <laughs> and he's happy. I, li- I like to see him happy. That's all I wanted, really. Not in life, but, you know, since I've had him and when I had Andre, I wanted Andre to be happy. I want Vinny to be happy. I need it, Vinny to be happy. That's it. And, and someone did say to me the other day, they said, would you give him up? Because I joke about getting rid of him. And I said, would you give him up? I said, yeah. How much? How much are you going to give me? I said, no. I said, yeah, only if it's what he needed. I would. If the only way for him to be happy was to be living with someone else, then it would be wrong of me not to do that for him. And I think in some ways he would be a lot happier if he was with another dog. But I don't know how much it would affect him if suddenly he got taken away from me. He's been with me now for... uh, I got him in December, it's now September, October, November, December. 12, 11, 10, 9, 9 months I've had him. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. So I've had him 9 months. So that's quite a long time in his life. He was 10 months old when I got him. He was a year old in February. So... He's still a puppy, really, wasn't he? He still is a puppy, really. In a way. But, you know, the main thing is that he's happy. That's really what's most important. He does seem to be happy here. He's got his own space. He he does what he wants, when he wants. Um, I haven't been able to really get him any treats this week, but I will get him some tomorrow when I get paid. These, there's these little bone things that he loves chewing on. What he's chewing on now is a knuckle. It's like, but it's, it, it's already sort of been eaten, but this is now just him chewing on it. It's a chew toy, really. So I'll get him something tomorrow. So he'll be happy with that. And it normally keeps him quiet. And it's not as noisy as what he's chewing on now. I mean, he's this proper noisy, isn't it? But yeah, any let me know um, if it's too noisy. Other thunderstorms. There's one I'll always remember. I don't know why, but I was living in the YMCA and it was a room at the top of the building. So the YMCA was broken into two parts. There was a part for the for homeless people mainly young people actually where I think they shared rooms maybe they had their own room I'm not sure but it was the hostel part the other other side was flats studio apartments studio flats and they rented them out to it is they'd let people move from the hostel to there when they were ready and then hopefully then to move on to a council flat at some point in the future They'd also rent it out. They had refugees living there. And I think probably about 60, 70% was refugees when I moved in. 
and they also let it out privately to people. I think it was like £65 a week. And I was moving from London to be closer to my nan because my nan had just broken her hip a few weeks earlier. And I just realised that I didn't, I just didn't know how long she was going to be around for. And I wanted to be able to spend more time with her. And I was visiting her. I was staying at my dad's. She was in, um, I mean, it's very close to when it happened. So she was in re, not rehab. There was a name for it. So she'd come out of hospital. So I visited her when she was in hospital. And then she was out of hospital and I, I didn't even get to find out about it until like two weeks after it happened. It's like, it's, it's crazy really, but hey, that's the communication that I have with my family. <sighs> but she was in care, like a, like a care home where she was being recuperating. I forget what the name of it was, but it was just for a short period of time with that nurses and everything and then so she was moved out of the hospital after she'd had the operation and then she then moved back into her house where she lived so I visited her there at the recuperation place convalescent home convalescence that's it and she it's really weird because I remember when I got the message from my dad that she she you know had her accident. I thought, okay, well I'm going to visit on Saturday. I still got three days left of working, so I'll just go to work. And I went to work and I started crying and I, I couldn't stay there, so I had to leave. And so I went straight to visit, you know, I went home and then went straight there, stayed at my dad's and I visited my nan. I thought she was going to be like really ill, you know, I thought she was just, oh, what am I going to, what's she going to look like? But when I got there, she was all excited to see me. And she started shouting, oh, my, my, my favourite grandson. And she kept shouting to the nurses, let me grow it. It's like, wow. I think she said grandchild, but just in case any of my female, <laughs> my female cousins are listening. Um, favorite grandson. And one of my favorite grandsons, if my any of my brothers or cousins are listening. But she did say favorite grandchild, I think. Um, but it might not have been in my mind that's my memory she might have just said oh, oh it's you <laughs> what do you want um, he's now whining at me again I don't know what he wants I know what I want him to do I want him to go to sleep so I remember getting there and she was so sprightly and full of energy I was like wow it was just really completely different to what I thought. But then 
I remember I was coming back and I was about to go home I think and I'm walking through the town where the train station is and I see a sign in the window for call centre work you know work, working in a call centre for insurance and my current job at that time was working in ins- in not insurance but in a call centre in London and that job I had was selling phone contracts on the phone cold calling so I thought oh I went in there I think it was Reed was the company agency went in there and said oh I'm interested in that and the lady said well come on then let's go for an interview I said what and she walked me round the corner to the interview and I had no clothes to wear I was just in my normal clothes and I had I filled in the application form had the interview and they said well we'll let you know you have to have I think I had to have two interviews so I went for a second interview so I went I went back to my dad's stayed there overnight and they gave me a second interview and then I went and I think I, I probably made my way back to London and on the way back to London they said yeah you got the job can you start Monday and this was on a Friday I think Thursday or Friday I said yeah okay so I literally didn't have I didn't know what to do didn't know what to do as far as where am I going to stay where am I going to sleep so I went home and I had had a weekend thing that I did regularly Uh, I was DJing the weekends so I'd go back to London for the first month of working I'd go back to London and stay with my friend and do my DJ stints uh, the weekend because the training the four week training was just during the day 9 to 5 Monday to Friday and then the shift started proper on Monday I don't know in October sometime because this was, this was in September in fact, it was the 10th of September was the first day that I started working, like a training. That was the th- Monday, the f- 10th of September. 2001. So, yeah, I remember just like, what am I going to do? I mean, it. It wasn't a terrible problem to have in the sense of I got a job and it was a with a good company. It wasn't cold calling, it was the calls coming in, so that took that pressure off. Um, proper wage, guaranteed money, plus uh, bonuses and everything. So I thought, okay. And more importantly, I'll be closer to my nan so I could visit her regularly instead of because I didn't, I didn't get to visit her too often when I was in London. Not as often as I would have, but not as often as I ended up visiting her 
once I moved closer. Anyway, I had this... There was this problem now, like, where am I going to stay? So what I did is I booked a bed and breakfast for, I think, the first week or two. And then I started, during that time, I was working, so I, I started, I think I went to, went there on a Sunday, stayed over on a Sunday night in the bed and breakfast, and went to work on Monday. And I did that for the first week, maybe two weeks. Went back to London, and then came back. During that time, I looked for a room to rent. And I was just struggling to find anything. Really, really struggling. Like, I couldn't find anywhere. And I was sitting in the office back at the comedy club. And my friend, who was the manager of the whole thing, she said, uh, why don't you try the YMCA? I thought, what? The YMCA, it's a song. She said, no, no, it is a song, but it's uh, it's an actual place. I said, yeah, I know, but it's, it's for people that are homeless and people like, it's not for people like, for working people, I don't think. It's for people, it's like an emergency accommodation. She said, I don't know, it's worth a try. And I thought, okay. So I phoned up the YMCA in the town that I was going to be working and they said yeah we've got a room come and have a look at it tomorrow so I said okay so um, I think I went there on the Sunday no it wouldn't have been the Sunday it would have been probably the evening Monday One, it would be an evening time after work when they'd look at it and it was a studio apartment, it was fine. Little kitchen, little bathroom, room that I could sleep in and table and chairs and everything I needed really. So I said, okay, and they didn't even want a big deposit. 65 pound a week, everything was included except electric and there was an electric meter. And I could move in straight away, which is what I did. How did I get onto this talking about, I'm talking about thunderstorms, now I'm talking about, oh, here, here's the reason, okay, here's the reason. So I had, <laughs> I had this flatlet thing, this studio. And it was a bit noisy, I'll be honest. There was a lot of noise going on either side. Finny, calm down, mate. There was... Um, I remember that once the fire alarm went off. It, there was a period when the fire alarms kept going off and we'd have to get out of the building. On this one occasion, I could see the smoke coming from underneath the door next to mine, the, the room next to mine. So I'm knocking on the door, nothing. I open the door and it opens. I think, okay, loads of smoke in there. The alarm's going off because I could hear it was 
the alarm in that room. And through the smoke, there's a bloke cooking. It moved the cooker from the kitchen into the living room somehow and was cooking. And the frying pan was on fire. And he was still cooking. And the smoke was filling the place up. And I said, you've got to get out of here. And he's like, no, that's all right. Amazing. It's just like, wow. So part of that story is probably true, but I might not have told it correctly. It's a long time ago. But I did ask if I could get moved to a different place. And they they gave me a different room. So I moved to that one. And this was nicer, nicer room. But again, quite a bit of noisy. People slamming doors. There was a lot of people there that didn't work because they weren't allowed to. You know, refugees, uh, I don't think they were allowed to work. So there was a lot of congregating, a lot of um, just just living their lives, you know. But it was not suited for people that had to get up early in the morning or had to go to sleep at night. And I was like, I can't please. I said, look, I need to, I need to, I need a room that's quiet. Is there a room in this place that's quiet? And I said, well, there's one right at the top of the building. It's literally next to a room they use during the day, which is a big, big old place that's used to train the youngsters how to cook and stuff. But next to that it was a room, and it's and it's pretty much kind of on its own. You can can have that one, so I did, and that was good for a while. Then I had someone downstairs move in, and they were proper noisy. But for a while that was good. But what happened is, I like that room actually. I'd probably still be there if it wasn't for the noise downstairs. Still be there twenty years later, and. One day there was a thunderstorm. See, I got around to the thunderstorm. This was the biggest thunderstorm I've ever, ever experienced. And because I was high up, it seemed even more impressive. And it went on for ages and ages. Like, for months and months. It went on for what seemed like ages. And it was so loud. And because I was high up, not high, high up, I wasn't in a, I was like, what, one, two, three, four, probably four floor. Four floor up, maybe, somewhere like that. I think there was a basement as well, so. But it, it was spectacular. A spectacular show. There was no buildings in the way. So there was nothing to block my view. So when I looked out my window, there were buildings, but they were lower down, there were houses. And so all I saw was pretty much sky from all angles, right? Right from the right all the way to the left, it was sky. So to have a, um, a show, a, a lightning thunder show like that was very pleasing for me. I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I turned my television off because I've always been a little bit... 
I don't know if it's even a true thing, but I remember hearing years ago that you need to turn your TV off if, it, if it's thunderstorm or lightning. So I just, I do that. I still do it. Unless it's someone else's telly. Because, you know, it doesn't matter so much if their telly blows up. It's, I just don't want my telly blowing up. Because I'm selfish. I'm so, so, so selfish. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the little, the, the little V downstairs, uh, near my feet is, it's being very calm right now, which is nice. It's just, uh, almost like he's just con- contemplating the world and he's relaxed. And yeah, that's nice. I like him when he's calm. Sometimes he likes to just listen. Listen out for things, you know, maybe it's cats in the garden or the pigeons. Horace, Horace hasn't visited for ages, I hope he's okay. It listens out for traffic, it listens out for the neighbours coming and going, closing their doors, slamming the doors, which is more often. But even now, he doesn't react to all those noises anymore. See, there's there's someone downstairs that lets their door have a specific routine, which involves letting the door slam about five times, the front door. And he doesn't even bark anymore. He's he's almost used to that sound. And because that sound has got no connection with the dogs, he doesn't care. Now, when the other door goes, he knows that's where his friend lives. And he does get a bit excited thinking he gets to see him. So, I can't really blame him for that. And also, this is his territory, isn't it? This flat plus this building. So, the extension to this flat, you know, once we step outside, that's still his territory in his mind, probably. But this flat, 100%. Someone knocks on the door. He 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 lets everyone know that someone at the door. You know he's he he doesn't let that go. That's why I say to anyone, look, you know if I'm in or not, because if he's not barking, then he's not in. You know if you knock on the door and he doesn't bark, it means he's not in. That's the only thing that can be. And if he's not in, I'm not in. Because he doesn't go out on his own. Doesn't go to the gym or swimming or shopping on his own. He takes me with him. There is a chance that he'll be here and I'll be got out on my own. But when I say a chance, it's quite rare. I think I've only been to... Yeah, I think I've only been out twice since I've had him, without him. Maybe three times. I take him everywhere. But there's certain places I can't take him. So I can't take him to the... I can't take him into a supermarket. Because they're they're not dog-friendly. You're allowed to steal stuff in supermarkets now. 
but you can't take a dog in there. I thought taking a dog would be less damaging than stealing stuff, but hey, what do I know, eh? But he's, he's such a little, he's, he'd love the supermarket and he'd be just, he absolutely would. I think maybe, this is an idea actually, and I don't think it's a bad idea. I've just thought of it just now. Why don't supermarkets have, you know, like you have um, a happy hour in pubs, some places where you can just go and, that's probably not a good example. Maybe swim baths, you know, swim baths have female only um, swimming times or and children only swimming times. So I say that, that around here, that's what happens. Maybe not where you live, but there's certain times when only swimming, only for women. And also gym times, like only women allowed to gym, go to the gym, even boxing clubs, women only boxing times or martial arts. So there's, there's times that are categorized off. It's a little, sounds a little bit sexist, doesn't it really? I guess, I don't know. But maybe we can do a similar thing for dogs. I'm not comparing women to dogs. I'm just saying for the sake of what we're talking about is, which is dogs. Have um, not a gym on a swim, swimming martial arts. I don't think Vinny's interested in karate. But for supermarkets, maybe say between, when's quite a quiet time? I don't know, 8 and 10 in the evening and maybe uh, 1 and 3 in the afternoon. You know, the quiet times in the supermarket, you can take your dog in there. Or your pet. I mean, I think, you know, it doesn't matter. Parrots, koalas, who cares? You know, just a, a, a friendly place where you can go uh, and take your pet with you, take your dog with you, or your, maybe not a cat, because, I don't know, maybe cats as well, I'm, I'm not prejudiced, but, I am against alligators, but, I mean, you know, alligators are monsters, aren't they, so I'm not really into them, they are dinosaurs, literally, crocodiles are dinosaurs, there's no, there's no two ways about it. They are dinosaurs. Oh, well, the dinosaurs became extinct. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Crocodiles. Rhinosauruses. They're dinosaurs, aren't they? What else? What else is a dinosaur? Lizards. They're dinosaurs. Snakes. They're dinosaurs. Worms, maybe not. But it wouldn't make any sense if the dinosaurs all became extinct because of a meteorite. Then pretty much everything else on the planet would also become extinct. I mean, so why there wouldn't be anything else on the planet then, would there? So someone somewhere is lying. That's all I'm saying. Somewhere, someone, somewhere is telling fibby-wibbies. 
I might suggest that to the supermarkets. Remember, my idea first came from me, the JJ. A slot every day, maybe once a week even, doesn't have to be every day, but a slot every day or at a certain time period when people could take their dogs. And the only caveat is the dog has to be on the lead and has to be dog friendly and human friendly. So if the dog does not have humans or doesn't like humans and doesn't like other dogs, then not allowed in. Don't bring them. Uh, everyone gets a pass, but if you want to do it like that, so you get a pass card, so you can like that way you can ban people if you need to. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that makes it more complicated, doesn't it? But you imagine how many people are they can't go to the supermarket because they've got a, a, a dog that's doesn't want to be left alone, or they don't want to go out without the dog because they are um, important to some, you know, important for different reasons. Um, yeah, I think he's become that. I think I've become that for, we've become that for both of each other. I think... Before I had him, I was going through quite a few. I kept having like anxiety stuff going on uh, for a while, for since Andre really. And as soon as I got him, that went away. It's almost like he, he kind of healed me. That sounds weird, but it's something. Maybe it's the distraction, the outside distraction, so I'm not thinking about myself all the time. Because, you know, living on my own, maybe going days without seeing anybody, no reason to go out. It, it can be, yeah, I guess, who else am I going to think about but me? However, with him, I'm thinking about him because he doesn't let me stop thinking about him because he's always <laughs> getting my attention. But he comes first, you know, he's the one that I have to make sure he's okay and he's happy and all that stuff. And taking him out for walks, I have to go out now. I've got no choice to stay in. And that also means that I'm forced to meet people that I don't want to meet. Not that I don't want to, not that I dislike them, just it's not really my thing, sort of chatting to people. And But he's forced me into that situation to... Um, get to know a few of the neighbours and that which I didn't really know before this is so cute I should take a picture of this like his friend is laying on his left side he's a huge doggy but what Vinny's done is he's crept in so his head is right next to his friend's head and he's on his tummy in fact I am going to take a picture if I can do this picture, what I'm going to do is I will use that as the as the cover picture. I'm not sure how well it's going to come out though. I don't know. It's not it's not the best 
Yeah, it's not going to be a very good picture. It's very cute though. Also, it's not so good because there's chocolate wrappers. Oh, okay, maybe that'll do it. I'm not even sure you could tell. You could tell what it is. Do you know what it is yet? I don't know. But the way he's just like he's pushed his head right against the back of his friend's head. It is extremely cute. So this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be the, the, the picture. So those listening will understand why that picture's there. Those that, mind you, it won't, it doesn't matter, does it? Anyone that's not listening, it doesn't matter what the picture's about. But if you're listening, you'll understand that the picture on the front cover of this podcast episode is them two and how Vinny's cuddled himself up and I know it's weird I can even I can sense that he's really happy right now he's relaxed I'd say he's even fallen asleep and he's really feels safe because this this doggy next to him is definitely like looks out for him I mean even I remember when I first got him bearing in mind the white dog that you'll see I've known him for many years and I love him too and he, I thought I figure he loves me and he's you know I've spent a lot of time with him over the years look after him sometimes there's one day I'd only had Vinny for a few weeks and I was trying to get Vinny to go up the stairs, so I was putting my leg out to stop him from getting through. His friend probably thought it looked like I was kicking him, which I wasn't. And he growled at me. Like, talk about taking sides. So, yeah, there's a definite connection that they've got between each other. And he's just happy to be with him. He doesn't need to do anything. Just to, to lie down like that. I mean, I don't know. He might be... He might just be... Who knows? Who knows what he's thinking about? He might be thinking about that stupid cat in the garden. I'll get him next time. Oh, his, little, his left ear wiggled when I said that. He's, he's listening to me. He's not asleep, but he's listening. But he seems very happy. I almost don't want to get up from the chair because of how relaxed he looks. The other one's always relaxed. He's, he'll just plonk down and go to sleep anywhere. He's an old man now. But Vinny's... He's, he loves him so much. He really does. It's cute to see. Anyway, that, I do believe, is the end of another pointless <laughs> and extremely boring recording.
thunderstorms. So that's a, should that, that's what I should call this, maybe. I don't know. I try to think of names for these things, but sometimes the names don't really fit with what I'm talking about. And, and quite a lot of the time, I've forgotten what I was talking about because none of it was memorable. Yeah, I'll be talking for an hour and then at the end of it I'm editing and I'm thinking what did I actually talk about? Oh, now now Vinny's lied down on his side. I'm going to have to get a picture of this as well. He's now so they're, they're back to Mac now. Let's see if I can get let's see if I can get a picture of them together. Yeah, just about get one. That might be a better picture. You can really see the difference in size. Oh. I'll move, and as soon as I move, they move. Blimey. Oh, never mind. Okay, mate. So, thank you for listening, and remember to be kind to yourself. Remember to be gentle with yourself and do something nice. Do something nice that you enjoy. You know, just something, whatever it is, something that gives you some pleasure. Lots of love, and I will speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you.